0: What's up, guys? It's time to go Behind the Bum. What's up, guys? I hope you enjoyed your Labor Day weekend. Welcome to this episode of Behind the Bum. Today's episode is with a man whose Instagram account is called Karen's Going Wild that I recently found. Um, I figured, I was like, who the fuck runs this account? And I was thinking, oh, like, how funny would it be if it's like a middle-aged woman who's just hating on her own demographic. So I click the link and sure enough, I find a gay man who has a fat ass, nonetheless. <laughs> so I thank was you. Like... <laughs> so please welcome Paval Um, Babe, tell me, how does one create this account?
1: Hey, thank you for having me today. Well, I feel like I always like the whole Instagram thing and I always, you know, have my own personal brand, but like, because all the things that were happening, you know, with, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement, I keep hearing like wither the gay community. uh, And that's one of the reasons that make me started is that people were saying like, oh my God, like they should have protest like the gay does. We're not violent, you know, like we have, we have created all these rights for us and we didn't have to do like nothing bad. And like, a uh... I was, I had to remind several friends that, you know, the um, Stonewall, like, you know, they were called riots and they and, and what happened in New York. And a lot of press give them like bad rap and they call the riots and they call us thugs. So like, it was not all past, uh, you know, Pacific like protests, like there, you know, some people think there was, you know, and, but that was like one of the pitted up moments for, uh, for us as gays to uh, have like, you know, all the rights that we have right now, like even, being able to get married. So that's one of the first reasons that I wanted to create like account that talk about these things. I love that. <laughs> well you.
0: I guess we should start with for anybody who doesn't know, how would you describe what a Kevin or a Karen is?
1: Like what characteristics
0: <laughs> well, I think, a Karen? I think
1: that Kevin or a Karen is that person who has certain privilege, you know, it can be because they're white. And instead of using that privilege of that power to do good things they choose to like you know harass uh, people of color like black people minorities immigrants so uh and and, and they feel like very entitled and they feel like you know just just because they have that privilege they can get away with so much that normal people or like minorities wouldn't able to get away with so that's kind of like my main definition but it has come very fluid you know like we um, you know, the name Karen, it started just, you know, with somebody who was like uh, uh, rude to a manager or to wanted to talk to a manager, but little by little has, uh, you know, become more fluid and, and got into more like what when people are trying to be racist or when people don't want to wear a mask or, or believe that the coronavirus is a hoax. So it is a very fluid, um, you know, name. It's so funny because I feel like there's so many people who obviously
0: watch the news or on social media and i think more and more it's the older demographic of people are starting to come on and get with it and technically speaking you would think that social media they're seeing accounts like yours or they're seeing how people react to people who have their values and viewpoints and you would hope that like these videos might change their opinion and be like wow like i don't want to look like that one day you know like it's not a good look. And there's so many people who are losing their jobs because of it. And it's so crazy to me that I sometimes think you really can't change these people.
1: Yeah, it it is. It is crazy. But I feel the fact that now we everybody has a phone and we're living in times that that this never happened in the past. There was no way for people to document this kind of thing. So, I feel the account in that sense, hell because this is, there is even like songs about like, you about to lose your job. You know, I don't know if you yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I you're, heard it on TikTok. Yes, you should watch it. It's called you about, uh, you should listen to it. It's called you're about to lose your job. And it's very funny, but I feel like because of these videos that are putting out out there and because there's all these people who are like, you know, like getting fired, losing the job, losing, you know, getting kicked out from school, like. The next time that somebody wants to come around and be like, you know, call somebody the end war or tell somebody to go back to, you know, their country, like all these racist and discriminative things against, like even, and even to us, you know, they call us all these names. They're going to be thinking, oh, wait a second. Before I say all this stuff, what if somebody's recording me? Like, Yes. A lot of people now, they have that in mind. They're like, I can say this stuff out there because somebody can be recording me I and mean, it can change my life. So that will prevent them to, to say those things because it is very traumatic, you know, when you are called, you know, names and you are called, would, told to, you know, like bad words or you're told to go back to your country or discriminate or feeling discriminated. It's a very awful feeling. So my hope is that at some point, uh, people are not going to have to go through these things. Well, I hope we get to a point that it's more like, let's say
0: somebody doesn't say something. I mean, like, I don't want to say it like this and judge someone by their outside appearance. But like, you could look at someone and know when someone's like secretly homophobic, you know, like you could go out, you could walk down the street and you just see someone catching eyes or they make a whisper. And like, sometimes I almost think that's worse, because those are the kind of people that like, they're afraid to say something and you're never going to get a chance to educate them. But like Mm -hmm. the loud-mouthed people who like hopefully I don't want to say you've embarrassed, (laughs) but like hopefully those type of people see the reaction from the world and they're like, wow, okay, like I really need to get my shit together and change because that's not right. But I think at the end of the day, it's people have perceptions of people. And I don't know, I guess I don't really know how to change it. But I mean, like you could you hear people say the word fag all the time, you hear people say the n-word all the time. It's just like it's almost ingrained in everyone's brain to
1: just think it's okay to say things but it's not it is not yeah and i think that it's okay because of of that loud mouth people who think that it's okay to call somebody the or world to, to it's okay to you know say that you're a bag or things like that because they are so open about it like there's this new generation who were like saying the same thing but I have a good hope that maybe in the future because they're not saying it out loud anymore because they're afraid that to be recorded the new generations are going to realize that that kind of behavior is not wrong and you know everybody's entitled to think whatever they want but you know but when you work, go out of your way to like you know like mistreat somebody or like humiliate somebody or like you know say all these horrible things you know there has there has to be consequences of, yeah. of type of actions, you know, because there's kids who, you know, like are being bullied to the point that you know they they have killed themselves. They have you know suicidal thoughts. So it, a lot of times people uh, don't give as much uh, you know importance or how how much bullying and all these things can cause in young minds. You know. So. Well, sometimes I wonder, and I don't.
0: I mean, this could be taken negatively. But sometimes I wonder if it's almost doing more harm by educating younger people and like us sharing stories of the past, because it's already like, you're already teaching them that there was this difference between like white and black people. You know what I mean? But kids aren't brought up to know that unless you're telling them and that showing that like, oh, white men used to have slaves and this and that. And it makes it difficult because it's like, what should, what's like, clearly what we've been doing is not working. You know what I mean? Like you are not changing people's perspectives and people are not really growing. And I just think having that ideology in the back of your mind, whether you act upon it or not, is always gonna make you, in a way, feel more entitled or underprivileged than someone else. And I think that's, it's tough. Like, I mean, there's no there's no quick fix to the situation. It is
1: no quick fix to the situation because, you know, you're right. If the- you know, like school is teaching them about slavery and how it is wrong, but then go home and then their parent tells them, hey, you know, we don't talk to black people or like, you know, don't, don't, you know, don't say how, like, be careful, black people are coming, like, there's so many stereotypes that, you know, like, you grew up thinking they're true. And then as you get older, you know, you have to do your own introspection and be like, hey, why am I having these feelings when these happen, you know, and, and you have to do, you know, you do your own research to find out that, you know, there's certain things that suddenly has, you know, very suddenly has, they have put in our brains to, you know, fear or to feel uncomfortable around them and I have heard it through a lot of like you know white friends you know that have experienced that they're not racist but they felt like uncomfortable when they were around like people of color and they didn't know why and it was just that certain comments that their parents did so it, it is a very difficult situation but I mean we can only hope to get better in the future. Yeah sometimes I think it's also stems
0: from like trauma from your past maybe you know what i mean like maybe some people have been jumped before or maybe somebody has been like in a situation that a white person said ignorant things to them and now they're teaching their kids like oh if you see a white person they start screaming at you just put your hands up and walk away and don't say you know what i mean like i feel like people go through certain traumatic things that that's why they're teaching
1: these things yeah yeah and it's mostly for ignorance you know because uh, you're going to find out that just because, you know, one white person did something to you doesn't mean that all white people are bad. Or like if just because you got jumped on for like a Latino guy, doesn't mean that all the Latinos guy are going to jump you out. So it's, you, we have to go through our journey to be able to, uh, you know, get rid of those stuff of like, you know, like racial bias, you know, so yeah. you better. Well, have you ever dealt with like a Karen or Kevin personally? I've definitely um have dealt with the whole like you know like I don't know if you noticed but uh English is not my first language. <laughs> I never would have guessed. <laughs> yeah, so English is not my first language so I have had the whole like you know go back to your country or like why you don't learn to speak English and uh, you know and and and, and I have to admit in the beginning it hurt, you know, like, I was like, like, why? Because like, you know, I I am Peruvian, born and raised. So uh, in Peru, we have like people from different countries. We have like, you know, like different mixtures. We appreciate people from outside. We appreciate outside culture. So when then I came to the U.S. and I felt that like pushback, like, you know, kind of you don't belong here. It it hurt and it it has taken me a a a little bit of time to be able to kind of like Become more confident about to say, you know, when somebody tells me, "Hey, you you don't know how to speak proper English," and I'll be like, "Well, I speak more than two languages, you know. How many <laughs> languages do you speak, you know?" So <laughs> it's true. I have a I have learned to have my little comebacks, but I've definitely had my experience, you know, uh, with those type of things. That's why it kind of like when these things start happening, I wanted to be able to do something to help. Yeah. No, I get that. Do you think it's? I mean, you live in D.C.,
0: so I feel like out of all the places to live, I feel like you must be in a pretty good spot that people are fairly
1: accepting as it, opposed to other places. It is, and I call it the bubble because uh, I, um, you you know, especially within the gay community, you believe in your, you live in your own world, you know, like everybody's accepting about you being gay. You see guys talking, walking on the street holding hands and there's no like looks or anything like that. So sometimes you forget that there's still like, whole country who is not accepting with people who are gay or who is not accepting with like immigrants so like uh, it, when that when that situation has happened that somebody calls you like you know like you know horrible things it's like it's like a reminder that you're not that this bubble is not real and you know that we have to do something to make sure that this type of environment you know, it's, uh, it goes all all over the world. It, it shouldn't be just like in cities like New York or if you're in Miami that you feel comfortable about yep. being. minority. It's almost sad because when you look at America,
0: for starters, just as a whole, I feel like there's obviously all these places you can technically live. But then when it comes down to it, I feel like all the gay people from small uptown cities or wherever, everybody runs to a major city because there's not many people like them there's no places for you to go out there's no meeting other people like you and pretty much all the people there i mean i don't think i i mean i'm from upstate new york so i can say this i think a lot of people there are just not accustomed to having open conversations with gay men which makes it difficult for them to understand because they've never really been around it other than like maybe visiting New York for a week and they're like, oh, look at these two gay guys kissing on the sidewalk
1: that they see once every six months, you know? And they believe that, you know, that gay people is from a new generation, but you know, the truth that there's been gay people, you know, for the entire history, it's just that right now, little by little while well, getting like more representative on like TVs and shows, you see it more often. So when people see shows where you, you know, you see gay people, gay family, and they realize that they're just, you know, like, damn, there's nothing weird about them, that they're just like human beings. I feel like little by little, they're gonna get a little more comfortable. But it, it is it is hard to see, you know, when there's certain, you know, kids or, you know, like, you know, growing up in areas when they're not welcome or they're not like uh, you know like happy and they have to move out be- just because they know they're not going to be accepted in that little town
0: yeah do you think though that some like some people are past the point of an education like there's only so much you can do to kind of change these people's mindset or make them feel comfortable but at the end of the day like a 50 or 60 year old i mean it's pretty difficult to change somebody's mindset as you get older. So it's kind of tough because it's like you can only say so many things or make them feel accustomed to so many things, but it's like the minute they go back home, it's like the people they surround themselves all have the same uneducated opinions about whatever group of people, whether that's gays, black people, immigrants, like it's, it's like beyond an education level at this point.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like it, when somebody has that type of mentality, there's nothing that you can tell them to be able to convince them. Like I have, you know, when I created a page, I have tried to have conversations with people, you know, will like message me and I'll message them, bomb and I'll send them articles. And like, you're right. I mean, there's nothing you can tell them. You can show them like, you know, all this information and they just set on their way. So I always tell friends who are, feel like, They are experiencing that because in DC, we get a lot of people who are from out of DC, you know, from small towns and they come to DC and they feel that, you know, like, I've never been to around like gay people. I've never been to being, you know, my town, there was only white people. So I always tell them, try to make friends with minorities, with gay people, with like black people, with people of color. Once I feel that's the best way to get rid of those, like, uh, prejudices that we can have, or this this racial bias, because when you actually start loving somebody, you know, that uh, that it's uh, from, uh, if there is Black or there is Latino or is gay, you you become, you have a relationship. That's one of the best ways for you to be able to get rid of all that preconceived ideas that you have about them. So I always tell them to my friends, don't stay in your little circle of, you know, friends, your little bubble, because that's just gonna, you know, like even happens with the gay community, you know, sometimes, you know, you see a lot of gays just hang out with guys that look just like them. So it, yeah. it, it is important it is important for us uh, to diversify our friendships too, you know?
0: I, I feel that. And I mean, I live in New York and I still, you think, I think new york is the most cultural city in america i would say and you obviously still find there's just pockets of gay people who like they all look like they're twins you know what i mean and not saying it's a bad thing but it's just it's just weird i don't get it and some people will probably even say that like my friends all look the same and i get it and i don't know why that is it's just
1: it is, it is something that, you know, sometimes, and, and it's okay if it happens, but it's also necessary for us to acknowledge that, oh my God, everybody around me is just the same. Why haven't I created new friendships in this multicultural city with people who are a little different? Maybe I need to, you know, open myself more to make friendships, you know, work a little harder. And then you're going to find out that you learn more because as humans, we are, we are like... Uh, your routine we like to hang out with the people who think like us or just like that it's just part of we are you know we tend to like you know a, a group like that, but it's also good to just open up and you see it even in the apps, you know when you uh, have like grinder and all these apps you sometimes I see the whole like you know only white people or no Latinos or no black or no Asian so yeah I mean, and people say, oh, it's just a preference so I feel that there's so much things that we still have to learn within the gay community to be able to uh, uh, open up and to um, give, you know, that type of, like, equality that we fight so hard for that there there's still people out there who hasn't get got it yet. So, you know, we still need to help, you know, people out there who are still minorities and still struggling. No, I get that. I think it's
0: tough because I think everybody comes from such a different background and like they do have preferences and I don't know if people start getting preferences and like, I even, I mean, I would never say this out loud normally, but I feel like even like I obviously have preferences, you know what I mean? And I don't know if that stems from like the first person you have sex with or the first person you fall in love with that just some kind of thing mentally makes you drawn more towards that type of person, whether that's because like, their sexual energy or their chemistry or just like their family dynamic you really enjoyed. And I feel like people just gravitate towards something so specific that I don't think it is very broad. It's it's not, it's not like someone's dating a black guy this year and then dating an Asian the next year and then dating a blonde hair, blue eye guy. You know, I think people just end up gravitating towards Something like even for me, like I don't know why I always go for like a splash of something. Like I don't know what it is about Spanish guys, but I just think like it's so hot and like I could have sex with like a white guy whose like family has so much money from Long Island, and it just is very like bland and generic for me. Where like if I have sex with like maybe a guy who speaks Spanish and English, and he is a manager at like whatever place down the street from my apartment. Like I'd rather that than like a white privileged blonde hair, blue eye man who works for JP
1: Morgan, who does lines of cocaine at 5 PM to stay awake at work. You know, I, I totally get it. And again, it's, it's all about trying to, you know, op, you know, it's okay to feel attracted to somebody. You know, if you like, you know, white guy, it, it's okay. If you like black guys, okay. The problem is when you, Put in your profile that you actually are not even willing to consider the idea of meeting yeah. anybody else, but those standards that it has to be white, no Asian, no fats, no like no fans. Like that says so much about you as a per, as your persona, because you already put in the wall for your circle right there in the beginning. No, this, no, this, no, this, no, like, yeah. no this. so like it, you I, I think it's something that we still need to work on, you know, and, you know, I I mean, I
0: think it's weird because you look at the gay community, for example, and I would say we probably equate to like 5% of the world's population, maybe a little more now, but roughly about 5%. And I feel like for the past, however many years, we've all been fighting for equality and trying to be perceived as we're all equal, why do we have to be treated differently? But then it's like when you get inside of our 5% in our own bubble, there is almost like this hierarchy within ourselves that we impose on each other. And it's like, how do you expect other people to accept you and want to get to know you and understand your culture if like you're also not doing
1: it to people who are just like you, you know? And and I think it has to do a lot of uh, uh, this, it's like a circle, an abusive type of behavior that normally tends to repeat. If you were um, discriminated against or you were mistreated, once you get to the point that nobody does that to you, a lot of times, it it happens that you start discriminating or like mistreating whoever is below you because you know for some people it makes them feel better you know there's certain Latinos who you know who don't like immigrants who you know they came as an immigrant but once they settle down and they start like making money suddenly you know they they feel like they are superior at somebody who is like you know, on the border, like asking for help, asking for like, you know, like begging for their life to be able to like enter because they want a humanitarian visa. And, it, but, you know, so I've seen it like repeatedly, you know, or like, you know, like, you know, when somebody who is like, I don't know, from Europe, you know, came to New York and they're like, I don't know, for example, Italians and they were like mistreated because they would treat them bad. And once they get a, to a certain level, that that type of behavior, it repeats, you know? So it it is very sad to see, but we have to be we have to work and break that, uh, you know, that cycle, you know, sometimes there's kids who were discriminated against on school, you know, they were made fun of. So when they get to the point, suddenly they feel like, oh, now I have delivered. So I'm going to do the same thing. And that's very toxic behavior that we need to stop. Well, let me ask you this. I
0: feel like 2020 as a whole, right, this year, You could look at it as like a positive or a negative i mean i would say it's a fair mixture of both at this point but do you think that 2020 has almost turned into this kind of like witch hunt on social media of people just
1: kind of like bashing each other i feel like people has a lot of time on their hands now because they're staying home and there has been definitely an increase of uh, interactions on the on social media that I've never seen before you know like there's a lot of people with a lot of time on their hands and you know like I feel that's creating these new type of interactions that didn't happen as much before you know so but I don't believe that it's kind of like you know like bad for our free speech because some people say like oh you know like they're trying to silence us the, you know the fifth like you know the uh, the mens are on I don't know which one is the amendment that says free speech the First Amendment. I got nothing on this one, either. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the Fifth Amendment, but I was like, is it the Fifth Amendment? I think it's the First Amendment that says fair speech. Well, anyway, some people say that, oh, you know, because, you know, they're, they're not open about their points of view. They're trying to silence us. A lot of times you see it like on the news about the cancel culture that is that that, you know, that is it's uh, putting in jeopardy our freedom of speech. But it, it, it is not true just because somebody say something and then you get feedback back that doesn't mean that they're you know cancelling you or that doesn't mean that they're that you know that they're cancelling your freedom of speech it just means that there is also somebody with freedom of speech on the other side and can criticize you can tell you whatever they want and the other side but i feel a lot of times when people say like you know like Latinos shouldn't be in this country. And then you reply back and you're like, why? You know, Latinos bring economy, Latinos are hard workers, Latinos, you know, do the fields and 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 most of America, you know, Latinos are essential part of the economy. They're like, oh no, they're trying to silence me. So this idea of this cancel, you know, culture that people are kind of like demonizing a little bit. I don't really agree with it. I mean, I do agree that, you know, more than ever people have created a lot of content, it can be like criticizing or like it can be putting ideas out there. But even I think that actually has made our freedom or our like speaking, you know, their freedom of speech liberties more greater than ever before. Well,
0: have you ever been, I don't wanna say backlash, but have you ever posted somebody and they were embarrassed by their own actions? They're like, hey, can you please delete this video?
1: I have definitely have had those like, uh, I, it happens more than people are like, I am really embarrassed, but I'm going to sue you if you don't delete this video. And that actually makes me be like, "Mm." but I have, I have had occasions when, you know, when, when somebody was like, you know, like very remorseful and I have not taken down the video, but like, you know, I have tried to talk to them to be able to like get, uh, deeper to what, what caused this type of behavior and how that person can change it. Yeah. But most of the time people who have this type of behavior they don't really feel remorseful they feel like you know they most of the people that i got in that they were able actually to to contact me because sometimes people go out of their way to be able to contact me you know like i don't know if they paid it 9.99 to be able to get my my
0: phone number or yeah they people can always find
1: someone Yes, I'll, it, 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 it is crazy out there, but, and I also get, like, so many messages, like, you have no idea, like, it's, like, insane, I, it's literally, like, roulette at this point, I just, like, scroll, and whatever message I click, I click, and I try to respond, because I, I don't have time to be, I, like, I literally, it's not that I don't want to have time, it's literally, like, I get thousands of messages a day, so, like, I just can't, keep up. You know, it's just me. I don't have a team, you know, checking the tips or checking the messages. It's just me, you know, like still working, still doing all these things, but trying to help. So I, yeah, (laughs) that's a lot, but that's good. It is good. It is good. Because I feel like when I get those stuff, the best for me is when I get that type of message with saying like, Hey, Pablo, I just want to let you know that. I didn't know I always saw this type of thing sometimes in the news but I didn't I thought it was that bad but seeing your page and seeing how much like content you published it literally made me question like oh my god this you know this is really bad like oh it's you- a complete shit show yeah it is but a lot of times people because you know they grew up, watching Fox News 24 seven, they see whatever the TV shows them. They don't read outside whatever the TV shows them. It's very, very like, uh, you know, they have one perspective of the world. So when they get an idea or a little like, glimpse of what is happening out there outside from that uh, you know idea that they have it is it is eye-opening from them and you have no idea how many messages i get about that i was like i didn't know that happened or like i didn't know this news or who is this person or like what who, what happened with this shooting and and like i didn't know this was true and i was like you know like it's it is it is crazy yeah well the, the amount- news shows you what they want you to know You know what
0: I mean? It's all just a trust factor. I mean, there's things that go on every day. I mean, my, I don't know if you guys have the Citizen app, but the Citizen app in New York pretty Mm. much tells you every little thing that's happening around the city. And I could tell you in a matter of like 24 hours, I probably get notifications that there's been like six stabbings, one guy's running down the street with a gun, and it's all about what's happening in your neighborhood. And it's crazy the amount of things you see that happen. But
1: yeah, citizen watch. It's called Home, I don't know, Neighborhood, I don't know, something oh, yeah. like that. I mean, I'm sure every city has their thing, right? Yeah, but it's crazy how many things you have, this happens out there, and how many things we don't even notice, like, and because I didn't grow up in the U.S., there was a lot of things that I didn't know, like, about segregations, about, like, you know, slavery, so it it is something that you have to learn and to try to educate yourself. <laughs> So you were never brought up that way? No, never, like never. Like I I knew that there was at some point in the history, like Peru had slavery, but very early on, they abolished slavery because, you know, they were trying to get off the whole um, colonization and they needed like, you know, supporters and all that. So I, we never had like segregation. We never had like, uh, as far as I know, like the, the, that type of thing. And I learned it through like, you know, the reading. And I had to actually make myself uh, read more and, you know, watch documentaries about what happened in the past, because I was not, when I moved to the US, I was not totally aware of what was happening here and i didn't thought it was this bad like that's why i know and that's why i feel like i need to put these things out there because i want people to be able to see and check it out you know so yeah people don't realize what a shit show it actually is here they don't they you know go to work watch a little tv and they think that oh everything is great like nothing has changed for them. there's a whole like entire like democracy that it's like struggling and people are trying to fight for their rights. They have, they're totally clueless about it. And this whole place is a fucking mess. (laughs) Yes. Well, what advice would you give
0: to somebody who runs into a Karen or a Kevin in public?
1: I always said that, you know, first off, pull up your phone because you need to be able to document. And I know this sounds silly taking out your phone, but it is very important because there's uh, there's multiple situations, if not all of them, where there's always the my word against your world. So like and you need to protect yourself. But at the same time, you always wanna try to de-escalate the situation. You know, I uh, or, you know, I don't care if I don't get any more videos out there. I don't want people to risk their lives or anything like that. So always try to deescalate the situation, try to stay calm. And just like, if you're going to record it, just let that person, you know, like show his, her true self. And, you know, the video is going to say everything after, you know, but you know, if you like, you know, I mean, and it is true, you know, you want to like, you know, be safe. And, you know, but sometimes like the best thing that you can do is just don't say anything and just let them spit all the poison that they have, because it it is not worth it. Like sometimes I feel like saying or like insulting them back, like it doesn't even hurt them. It just actually like, um, escalates the situation escalates and, and actually i feel like there are some people who actually feel pleasure about like getting you upset once they get you upset it's like they get a gratification like when i get a message saying like you know you're the worst you're trash, you are like you are f and all these horrible things i literally just send them a kissy face and like uh, a, a wink and kissy face yeah. oh my- Uh, that's one of the worst things that you can tell them because they're expecting me to be like, you are the one, you are like this, you are like that. But, uh, you know, like I'll just send them a little heart or like a little kissy face and that will like throw them off because they're ready to fight. You know, they want that because a lot of times these people who are these trolls are just probably alone on their house and they have, you know, no friends, no family. start a fight. Yeah, they're just looking for something and sadly, they look for these bad energy because that's all they know they know hate and you know when you give them a little love it just throws them off it's like what it's yeah no fighting with people on on the internet has you're never gonna i feel like through the experience that i have through the years online trying to convince somebody to not be a racist or that you are not you know whatever like you know it's just not worth it well the screen is like a barrier that saves
0: everybody you know what i mean so like the words that would be spoken face to face like everything comes off so much harsher because there's no filter you're not afraid for your life like everyone all of a sudden has like the biggest balls behind a screen but then the minute you're in person it's like most people are not going to act like that
1: you know It, and this is like fake, I call it a fake bravery that people get when they're like behind the, the computer, you know, they feel they can say whatever they want, but they probably wouldn't say that to your face. You know, I'm a almost 6'2", Latino, beefy, so like they probably, you know, they'll be like, I can have my mean face too. So I <laughs> wouldn't say that to my face. <gasps> well, thank you for filling me in because uh, this was a lot of fun. Oh, thank you for inviting me. I actually had also a lot of fun, and it was, it was very nice to talk to you.
0: Well, we're not done yet, so oh. we're going to take a quick oh, okay. break. I was like, I, I lost track of time. And I, I am going to come back with some fire questions for you that I did not send you, so you are not mentally prepared for. So I hope this throws you for a curveball. All right, guys, so I am back for our fire question part. Are you ready, sir? I am more than ready. I don't know. Okay, so the first one, I'm just going to say it. I obviously stalked your page prior to getting on this call with you. You have such a fat, nice ass. I got to just say it. Thank you. Are any of those pictures Photoshop.
1: Uh, my pictures have been airbrushed if if, it's, if you work with a photographer, they always airbrush and they always like fix you and you know, uh, so it depends on the picture, some of them are totally raw, some of them, they have a little like work on and I always feel like you know, like, you know, if they want, if I'm working a photographer and he wants to smooth me out and they want to like, you know, like clear the little wrinkles I have on my forehead or, you know, like I have, I don't know, like I'm too oily and they want to fix it. I'm like, go ahead. (laughs) I am not against, against it, you know, so, um, you know, and I know that it's for an, for an ad, you know, something like that. I mean, I feel like you're talking about the size of your butt. Oh, you were talking about the size of my butt no i have i have a i have a big butt yeah i i i, I have a big butt, and i cannot lie so <laughs> no i try to hide it i actually try to make it look like i'll i'll try to get in positions to make it to, don't look very too too big but it is it is a big butt, and there's Your proof out there. You can subscribe to my OnlyFans. I don't have OnlyFans. (laughs) Are you gonna? Are you gonna do a bot picture for me for my page? I'll 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 do a. I I I I can. I'm I'm a taking get taking guy now. I'm I'm engaged. (laughs) together. I'm a married. I'm a what does it say? I'm a married gal now. So I I am a child of church. I've been safe, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Spirit.
0: Okay, well, I'm going to text you after this and convince you to get me a butt for <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let me ask you this. Have you ever used Karen's Going Wild Instagram to slide into another guy's DMs? But I guess you have a boyfriend, so...
1: I don't, but I get a lot of guys sliding on my DMs, you know? And I, you know, I actually like it you know who doesn't like a little attention it helps you you know to boost your self-esteem it's like i still got it and you know it, it happens very often even on my own personal page but it it is it is very complimented with somebody like slides into your dms you know? so
0: as long as it's like a cute message I, I honestly hate when i just click a message
1: and it's just like a
0: dick picture
1: oh i'm like God. yes to me, you. hello, hello. Let let me do a public service announcement. If you're going to take a picture of your penis, make sure that it's a good picture, you know, make sure that it's like good lighting, you know, put a little, you know, make sure that it's not ashy, you know, make sure that it's not only like a head, you know, shot, you know, make sure that it looks good, you know, like. Clean the clothes off your floor. Yes. And, you know, yes, exactly. You know, if I see like all the, you know, clothes on the floor, your, you know, your, your wardrobe all over your house, I'll be like, ah, you know, like sometimes yeah. I get the bathroom peaks and then I see like the bathroom and I'm like, oh my God, how, how long has it been since you clean your bathroom? So make sure you put out a little bit thought into it if you're going to send a big pic. But I'll definitely have been always more responsive to somebody saying something cute than just like, a random thing you know so yeah.
0: or just like ask a question like i i i know this sounds rude but when someone just messages me hey it's like what do you want me to say just hi back like you can't keep track of it if someone's like hey jeff like did you sleep with any this weekend i would just answer and be like no. <laughs> no just ask a question don't and don't
1: just say hi and, and don't use the typical pickup lines i get a lot of those too so I'll be like, do I have to respond when somebody's like, oh, are you from Tennessee? And you're like, I know, I know what is coming, but I don't want to make them feel bad. And I'm like, no. And they're like, because you're the only 10 I see. And I'm like, oh,
0: yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh you know i'm always i'm a very friendly person and i like making friends and i have um, you know i hope make friends all over the world so you know i'm always interested in meeting new people and new cultures and getting to know more about my followers because it's like we always have like a nice connection you know that's why i try to go through yeah. the message so much well let me ask you this
0: since you are a basically married committed man are you open closed,
1: or play together kind we are a play together couple yes that's hot so, that's cute Yes, yeah. we are and, and i feel like uh we have been told there's so many like boxes that you have to put yourself so you know like definitely like when we started it was more of like more like you know like just one-on-one because we wanted to get to know each other and you know you want to hold off on sex um you know because you want to get to know that person i recommend that if you want to get to know somebody you know just, maybe hold up, you know, so, uh, but I think that we're like very in the times when you can be very fluent and each relationship is different and whatever works for you, you know, last year, it might not work for you this year, or it might work again, you know, so it's just, don't let uh, these um, boxes they have put us on for so long to be the one that defines you, just just, just, use whatever works for you, so, uh, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's no one way to define a relationship yes there's no you know i have friends who have been monogamous for the longest time and they're still good and i have friends who have you know well most of the gays I actually have a type of open or like play together type of relationship yeah. yeah, but you know it just it works it works it just and it just be honest you know uh, um me and my fiance talk a lot about like um you know, communication about like what we want about what we like and what we don't like. So I feel like communication is super important on relationships. <laughs> I like I this. It, but I don't because nah. I'm single
0: as fuck, but. <laughs> well, what? I said, I get it, but I don't because I'm single as fuck, but. Uh, how long are you being single? I mean.
1: <laughs> different time of a conversation <laughs> <laughs> We have to do another of these to find out
0: yeah no I- well we'll be friends outside of this conversation and then that's
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know you might be breaking somebody's heart when you're saying that you're single right now so- i can promise you that's not the problem right
0: yeah. now go and be like no fuck no especially not now no well let me ask you this when you first came out who was the most accepting person for you and like who should you give a shout out to right now that helped you in your process
1: i think the person who supported me the most is my best friend Irina. hey Irina! if you listen to this she is my best friend from the longest time and she actually thought we were friends for a while and she thought was straight you know in the beginning she thought was hidden on her you know so she was always very like correct with me because you know she had a boyfriend at the time and i had to i had to learn like this back in the day when i you know i was more butch you know and you you know i just came to the us and i was trying to be like this person that i was I, I was not it was not really me but i was you know i didn't want nobody from work to know about me so she worked with me and that's how we became friends but when i told her she was she has been one of the most supportive persons that i have had in my life you know from the good to the bad from the first you know relationships you know in your life you know the ones that break your heart to you know understanding you know to taking you to a health clinic to the whole she was always being there for me so that's so cute yeah it is is. i gotta say
0: your button up still makes you look straight but i get you're
1: working right now (laughs) (laughs) i think it depends on my outfits i love speedo so uh that's normally where i am i always like to be where it's sunny so I don't I look very I pretty I think I look very gay when I'm just wearing my panda speedos or anything like that so yep. I will I will have
0: your instagram attached in the link of this and there's lots of speedo pictures if anybody wants
1: to see (laughs) 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 thank you Uh, I'm blushing now (laughs) (laughs) well
0: let me ask you let's end on this note if you could give advice to anybody who wants to move out of their country like because of their sexuality what would you suggest they do uh,
1: from this country or from like any if country. they
0: want to move from like a let's say third world country or somewhere that feels less accepting they want to come to america what would you suggest they do
1: well i feel like um you know it, it is all about what you can do like you, what you can afford if you can actually afford to move somewhere else i always say that travel is big you know for people you get to know new people you get new ideas so if you can actually travel I will say like travel and go to places that you know that you know you can be more open because you can learn a lot about yourself and about like you can change the way you think when I used to live in Peru I used to think that it was okay to be gay but two men should never hold hands on public or why do a guy has to kiss a guy in public, do your thing on home Why you have to put it out there. That was the mentality that I did, that I had when I was back in Peru. But then when I moved to the US, like I remember one of the first person that I was dating, he wanted to hold my hand and it was on the street. And I was just like, no, like, don't do that. And I was, he was like, what? It's like 3 a.m. It was like after the club and it's like, there's nobody here. But that idea, because you know, straight people have put it down on your head when they see a guy a it's like, why they cannot do that on their house? Why they have had to put it out there, so I had that idea in my head. So I hold his hand, and after that, I never went back. I was like, I don't want to have to have to hide. I don't want to have to live my life thinking that I cannot hold the person that I love, you know, hand, you know, because I'm afraid what people might think. So it it has definitely been very liberating moving to the to the to the U.S. and especially to D.C. because gay people are very comfortable. But if you can't move because you know, like, because you're in school or because you have your family, or you just can't afford to travel. I would say try to get more involved on in your uh, city, you know, like community, like gay community. Try to um, become an activist from your community to try to push for gay rights. Like, I'm always very try to be very involved in Peru. Like, you know, there's still no gay marriage in Peru. You know, so. It, uh, you know, try to push that side, so maybe one day and future generations will have that type of uh, liberty that you didn't enjoy on your young days. So yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yes, I want everybody to be able to feel comfortable with their sexuality, you know, and and not fall for these old, you know, like ways of thinking, you know. So. Yeah, it's like be free be you know wherever you want to be you know like chase your dreams you know and you know it doesn't matter how big they are out there's only a limit like you know that you can put to yourself so just
0: nothing is unobtainable you
1: no know, just keep going push you know and like i grew up like you know in, the, in a very small town in in peru and you know i grew up like not with a lot of like you know like knowledge of the world but i wanted something more i wanted to travel i wanted to do these things and i worked very hard I, you know i did all these jobs and worked all these hours and i was able to like you know keep going and i'm still to this day pushing pushing because you know it's like i feel passionate about this type of topics and i you know i feel passionate about life and i want to discover it and help others it's just about what you want and if you want to stay home and just that's you want to have kids and you want to have you know everybody has different like you know mentalities of what they want to do with your life so it depends on whatever you want and just chase whatever you want and just keep pushing because nothing is easy so you know like i think at the end of the
0: day everybody deep down you know what your path is in life and i feel like you know what you're good at and what you're meant to do So I feel like there's not anybody else who's like exactly like you. So it's like, if you're not going to take that road and push to be better and better and better, and like, you can't compare yourself to your friends because everybody has a different journey. It's like, you need to just like go after what's in the back of your head
1: deep down and just like fight for it because it's tough. Stuff and uh, and like you you're right you know starting to compare with people is definitely not good like I, my mom you know she was very blunt with me when I was young she's she told me Pavel oh, well, you know there's always gonna be somebody better than you somebody handsomer than you somebody with a bigger butt than you somebody with like more uh, you know more knowledge better school like there's always some somebody gonna be better so if you start comparing a lot about what others are doing where are they going where are they traveling you know what they're accomplishing then you're not gonna be able to focus in yourself you have to be able to to uh, you have to concentrate and be the best that you can be you know within your like ideas and dreams and possibilities so just don't compare a lot of with outside people you know just be your best well Paval that's it baby Uh I am very happy I'm leaving this this talk very happy you know it's definitely very motivational and you're a very good host so thank you (laughs) well when you're in new york let me know I'll definitely when you're in dc i actually go uh, to new york a couple times a year so i'll definitely will go see you and i'll i'll i didn't even know i didn't i didn't know like who was going to interview me and then it was like oh my god who is this handsome guy it's like i'm glad i i'm glad i put my blue shirt on you know i could well i didn't put any shirt on for you so. <laughs> I, I was like oh like is this this type of interviews that you know i've done castings before and they're like oh it's online casting and they're like oh no you can remove your 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 shirt and you're like yeah, it's just for, like, casting purposes. it's like, now you can remove your pants. And I'm like, oh, wait a second. Like, we you got to stop somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh.
0: <laughs> I started off real strong. Got it. All right, I'm- well, thank
1: you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. And I want to say hi to everybody who is listening to this. Hi. It's me, Pavel. <laughs> bye, guys. <laughs>